choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Hey, welcome everybody. Another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. Uh, you got with us today, the Knucklehead Steven. So uh, with us is Eric Bakey. Eric, the combat imagineer. Bakey. I'm excited for, uh, I'm excited for him to be on the show. Uh, but more than that, it's uh, it's good to, to reconnect. Eric, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Well, it's uh, where are you? You look like you you woke up this morning and and put put what you're you're preaching into practice by by working out or working out and kind of getting all the hard work done before 10 a.m. Right? Or or are you well on your way? For the most part, yeah. I I get up uh, seven days a week, pretty religiously at 4:35 o'clock. And um, yeah. my alarm is set at five. If, it, if I actually wake up at five, that'd be uh, sad. <laughs> I like I explode out of bed somewhere between four and five, and uh, get ready to get after it. And uh, it's I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, right now. I unfortunately had to leave the great state of Texas to come up here and uh, continue on my entrepreneurial journey. And uh, but I'm headed back to Austin as soon as I can wrap things up up here. Uh, that's good. Well, good for you. Much like everybody else in the country, the great country of Texas awaits. You're welcome. We 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 love business. We love people coming. You're welcome to come here. Anyway, um, so I, I love how you you said it before. You you refuse to start any morning in weakness. So you go and you get your workout in. And uh, I like the way that you uh, I like the way that you say that. But here at Knucklehead, what we'd like to do is rather than talk about you know, I mean, trust me, there's a bunch of people who are subject matter experts that are out there. There's there's people with very valuable information. And their time is worth something. However, what we thought was, and nobody really wants to hear, you know, the X's and O's because the tactics are going to change just a little bit person to person. And everybody, as they shape their entrepreneurial journey or this life journey, so to speak, the comment, the consistency between all of those who have accomplished something is, is they've screwed up. They've made mistakes. They've They've uh, they've really kind of skinned their knee, busted their nose, stubbed their toe, whatever you want to call it. Long story short, is they failed, they screwed up. Uh, so we encourage people: don't be beta, don't be a, don't be out there trying to pretend to be something you're not. You're gonna fail, you're gonna screw up. So just go ahead and get you some wins. Go ahead and hurry up to whatever that next failure is. And so that's the reason why we started Knucklehead Podcast. Um, we say that, and we're honored that you would want to share some of your mistakes uh, because I mean your background. For those of you who don't know. Um, but I don't want to dive too too into it. But you you came up you came up as a well you branded yourself a combat imagineer. I'm sure you can elaborate a little bit about how you came to that point. But whenever you got started, this is something that you you didn't like go to you didn't go to college. You didn't, you didn't learn this from somewhere. Like help people understand how you came across this, and then how did you overcome doubt as a solopreneur at the time? Well. I really struggled with this uh, this personal branding thing, what I think we all probably do, because it's a lot of fluff, actually. Uh, it's not quantifiable. Uh, I really didn't actually want to tell my military story. I didn't want anyone feeling sorry for me. I wanted to have my uh, work speak for itself, and I really didn't. I didn't want a handout from anybody. And so, I mean, uh, but I'm a I'm really I'm a blunt object from Baltimore. I was just swinging a hammer of stubbornness and tenacity at this vision I had to make something, really make something of myself. I mean, to, to just uh, create something that 
no one had seen before to create a category of one. And I had to go on the, I had to go on the journey and just pick the brick up every single day. And instead of just building the wall, I wanted to build a big castle. You know, I wanted to build something to build it big, build the biggest thing I could possibly have in my mind. And, um, it required me to have to stick my neck out there and actually, you know, brand myself something and something that was unique. The the ordinary idea being that I'm a sales and marketing copywriter, but no one, one, no one even knows what that means. And there's plenty of other people who do that. So I'm like, look, how can I make this thing a little bit more extraordinary? So I throw in the fact that I'm a cartoonist. So I'm a, a combat veteran. And so combat veteran, copywriter, cartoonist. Uh, so how do we do that? Combat Imagineer. So I just took ordinary ideas, turned them into extraordinary ideas, and then started just repeating that over and over and over again <laughs> until people finally started resonating with people. And then they all I was trying to do is get someone to lean in and say, what do you mean by that? That's all just trying to create a question mark and get them to lean forward a little bit because it's way more persuasive to find somebody leaning in toward you to whisper in their ear, to, you know, have that conversation and walk behind the woodshed and have the one-on-one conversation rather than trying to tell everyone how great I am. You know, that's, that's very much the, the conventional branding approaches. You being known by everybody else out there, I want to be worth knowing and have people come in to me. So I need, I really need to know who I was I mean, first and get clear what was going on in my brain. And then I could communicate that to other people. No, I, you're that exercise, the, the, the four minutes that, that it took to explain what you do and how it's so valuable now. That that's something that did not take four minutes, did not take a day, did not take a week. It took a long time. And during that time, I know that there was periods of doubt. I know that there was and the reason why I want to hold over over this topic is this. Um in 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 the world of consulting or the world of, of entrepreneurship in a lot of cases, what people try to be or what we've seen, especially in uh the way that People engage with information now via social media or on online. They have information literally at their fingertips. They try to be all things to all people, or they try to um, be take this multifaceted approach to solve any problem out there using this one methodology. And for you, what it ha- what it happened was is you just you found what you were really what you what you were good at, and then you decided to find out what you actually enjoyed, and then coupled that into this. Something that that I would classify as a strength, like you you made your strengths stronger, and um, and you leaned into your uh, creativity, and I just think that that's an incredible um, that's a, it's just an incredible story. I really I really enjoy that about about your story. So um, dive into some of those times where you were like, I mean, this seems like a really good idea. Yes, I know that this is going to be a valuable exercise, but goodness gracious, I I'm, I'm not I'm not seeing the results I want to. Did you run into that at the beginning? So the only difference between uh, charging big fees and little fees is your, your level of confidence. And the only way to get confident is to develop capabilities. And this is, this is a Dan Sullivan thing. And you can listen to all this stuff on, you got free strategic coach podcast stuff. And that's really, I, I have no schooling, but I never let that get in the way of my education. I use the resources available to me, free podcasts. I downloaded the free uh, audiobook app from the library. I went to the library. Uh, I got off the internet because actually there's people are just spewing at the mouth with a whole bunch of BS. But anyway, so I got really comfortable knowing what I, 
knowing something, but book knowledge. So I was like, well, will this stuff actually apply to real life? Like, so I, I like read like 10 books because I assumed that if I, since I had no real education, if I just had read these 10 books, then maybe I'd be a li- just a little bit, have an edge on one of these college educated guys. I can like, might be able to fool my way through. I found out that these guys stopped learning a long time ago. They got out of college and they thought they knew it all. And, and they actually, they hadn't even done the work. I, I put in more work to know this one subject area really, really well. It was more than they even would, could be bothered to, to trouble themselves with the free education. So they spent a whole bunch of money getting educated and I spent a whole lot of time getting free education. But yeah, I mean, I just, I quoted a small fee, was able to uh, deliver 10x results. And then I just started 10xing my fees because I continued to keep getting massive results for people. And um, that's, that's pretty much, I think it's a pretty fair exchange. If you give me a dollar, I'll give you back 10. You give me 10, I'll give you back a hundred. And we just keep on going there until one of us, you know, flinches. <laughs> One of us wants to tap out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I like that. So that's a good, that's a good methodology. Talk, talk to me, or talk to me a little bit here, just real quick about how potentially uh, that would, uh, well, so in a way that kind of sounds like you started slow and I don't know if you did or not. I really don't know a, a lot of the details. However, was there ever a time where you were like, I kind of want to pour gas on the flames here. Uh, and you really, you realize you shouldn't, you burnt an eyebrow off or something like that. Well, the way I set it up, so I, I'm in direct response. So everything that we do has a measurable component to it. How many leads are you getting right now? How are you tracking that? Okay. So if you're getting this amount, and if we do this one controlled thing, do we in- increase the number of leads? Okay. So what about the, the time it takes between the person from going from a lead to a sale? Can we improve that number by doing this one thing? Can we... Now, how many sales? What is the profit margin of that sale? So each, each step of this thing has a result to it. And I base my compensation on percentages of improvement, on bottom line profitability, on sales, marketing, and management all getting on the same page. So there's a consulting element to it. There's the actual uh, mechanics of it. And then there's the how much time I put into being able to walk into a company and say, here, you're leaving all this money on the floor. If I pick up, if, if I go get a piece, of, if I go, go bring it to you, can I have a piece of it? You know, so there's the, the consulting, there's the actual work product, and then there's the, the performance uh, improvement that I've been able to figure out how to capitalize on this. And we, I started small and I had people fight me on small fees. And actually the bigger the fees got, the less they fought me on it because I had a huge track record. And really, the only difference in my skill set was was having done it incrementally, but yep. being able to to confidently say my fee without you know without like losing face, batting an eye. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you're through this process. Um, so, for instance, like I I, I want to share just a quick knucklehead story about how. Um, you can end up looking like a, a doofus or making somebody else look like a doofus. I remember I went into uh, a situation where I was um, I was with a friend and I was at their work and I you know I we banter back and forth as military guys and I I found out that there's one guy who was in the Air Force and I had said some things and, and this is this is why I want to kind of get into situational awareness and, and potentially going out there and getting a mentor because you may not understand you know the position that you put people in and so as a knucklehead what I did. Uh, in this environment, not thinking about who was around me, 
paying attention to what was happening. I just made an off-cuff comment saying something about how this guy, uh, how does he, you know, how does he live with himself uh, being in the Air Force or something because he's always on his back? Or, you know, something something along those lines where I was kind of making a derogatory comment about him being in the Air Force. And he was like, he looked at me, he understood what I was saying, but then he was like, like, you realize you're not going to make a sale here now, right? Because everybody around was, was so uncomfortable. And, you know, I thought I could leverage the pattern interrupt philosophy and really just kind of ruffle some feathers and then what? It, it was. It didn't go well. So, with that being said, situational awareness, knowing what's going on around you, how did you develop uh, uh, perspective? And was it through a mentor? And then how did that mentor help you with a, a, a different vantage point? I did have a mentor, and I continue to seek wise counsel. Um, but the the big pattern shift for me was instead of trying to push my perspective and push my tenacity and stubbornness to get like on the people because I know they should buy like this they should they should this product is incredible they should buy it whatever I just loosened up a little bit and said you know what do you who do you want to be and how is your behavior dictate like how are you getting it you know why walk into a business I say what business are you really in and how is business and they'll tell me everything I need to know because you're not really ever in the, you know, the the drill bit business, you know, the the hole in the wall business, but as you know, sell the hole in the wall. But really, you're not in the hole in the wall business. You're in the 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 shelf that goes on that hole in the wall. And really, you're not even in the shelf business. You're in the I want to look uh, like I accomplished something in front of my wife and kids. I want to feel that the sense that I'm self reliant and I was able to do this myself. I set myself a mission. I went and accomplished it. That's really the business you're in. So how do you get that guy who came to you for a drill bit? Oh, you sell drill bits. So how do you get that guy paid? How do you get him laid? And how do you make him feel like he lived forever? Because that, that shelf isn't going anywhere. So that's on you. He already wants the, these human desires already exist. So I got myself a mentor, um, Dan Kennedy, and he is uh, an, an incredible guy. I've, it's, he's got a bunch of great books. I went to Renegade Millionaire, a years ago and he told me basically if you want to be a, a renegade entrepreneur uh you bought the t-shirt but you gotta wear it all day every day you can't just wear it when you feel like wearing it if you want to be a renegade you want to be a real entrepreneur be it or don't or quit lying to yourself and go get a job and i was just like well i'm pretty unemployable so <laughs> i gotta figure out how do i uh, you know how, i've got expensive taste so how do i want to i want to eat you know, and I got to, I got to do this thing for real. And uh, so I, I've learned through his books and then I, I paid for coaching and then being around smarter people. I always want to be the dumbest guy in the room. So I, it's not too hard, especially I'm, I'm a knucklehead myself. So it's not too hard. Are we all, are we all? So that's, that's, uh, that's cool. That's cool that you found somebody out there that's willing to do two things, willing to uh, tell it like it is, uh, being a renegade entrepreneur, I guess, and, and using his words and uh, the words that you just used, uh, what did that, I mean, what was it about an entrepreneur or that type of lifestyle that, um, you know, I mean, because you can go out and sell, you can go out and, you know, uh, make money doing a lot of different things. You can sell real estate, you can invest, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. What ways you decide that you want to do that? So real estate is boring. 
I've done, I've had a couple houses. I made a little bit of money. I also lost money. Kind of boring. Business can create money on its own. And the real, and what business is the marketing business. It doesn't matter whether, if you're a dentist, you're in the business of putting people in seats so that you can then do your own job. So it's like, this is it's the highest paid skill set being able to go get customers and put their butts in seats, whatever business. So all business is marketing. And once you figure out, okay, this skills, who do I want to work with? Who are, who are my dream 100 clients? Who, who are the people that I want to actually spend time with? You realize that there's a big difference between employees and business owners. And there's nothing to say that there's nothing wrong with being an employee. I, we need employees. It's just a totally different skill set and a different mindset. And I'm in the, the business of getting results for people. And I want to be compensated on that. And if I need to go back and go, if I, if I blow this whole thing up because I'm an idiot, very possible, I'll go get back and get a job in sales and I'll have my business back within, within a year because I have the skill set. Like you can take the, the diploma off the wall of any doctor. He's still a doctor. The skills are inside his, his brain. So he has the ability to do the skill. It doesn't really matter what the piece of paper says. Being able to do it confidently and pass whatever testing you do, whatever. But uh, I know that I've got the skill yeah. to be able to to sell I can trans transmute that onto somebody else and I can create systems around it. Like it's not just like I figured out how to do it one time. It's like here's how I repeatedly do it and how how we do it at scale with the, the power of direct marketing. Yeah the so the um it's it's everybody's got their own everybody's got their own experience, right? So these these experiences that you're talking about, the the confidence that you build going from one fee to the next higher fee to the next type of client to conversations that you have with your mentors, you start to realize that you're, well, what I'm hearing back and forth is you, is you have a, a much higher risk tolerance than uh, maybe somebody who is, is, is it like, not that this is good or bad, but it's an employee. And an employee, maybe they don't have as high of a risk tolerance when it comes to going out and leveraging their time for income. They may have a higher risk tolerance for skydiving or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, like to you, you're like, if my risk tolerance is, I would rather take my time, go leverage it, use my skills to go and, and create income this way, as opposed to doing it some other way. And so when it comes to an entrepreneur not having that stability or that foundation, how do you, or how do you measure that? Or how do you, how do you kind of develop a comfortableness with, without that, that floor, if you know what I'm saying? I think about what, what do I want my tombstone to say? Did I give it everything I got? Did I really give it everything I got? And I really, I, I read a book called Die Empty. And it really, it's like, it sounds very morbid, but it's just a part of life. And uh, it said in there, mediocre means literally middle of the mountain. And do I want my life to be a mediocre life? No, I, I want to make sure I, I go out trying to climb the biggest mountain I possibly can and Give it everything that I can. I don't want to get to the top of some mediocre mountain and see, oh, there's still another one there. This is good enough. That to me is a failure. I want to pick a goal that I will probably never be able to achieve and, but just love the process. And I, I found that that you could be the best. So I came up and after I got out of the army, I went into the elevator trade and it's got ups and downs, you know, <laughs> but uh, I was building someone else's dream and I cared more about the work than they did. And then every job I had ever got, I cared more about the work than they did. And that was really unfulfilling. So I wanted to create 
asset. I hate repeating myself. And I want to create assets that will pay me long after I build it. And that's Eric, how I got you can't you can't pull you can't you, you can't pull the lampshade over my eyes, buddy. Every time you said something about the elevator business, you said it, it's got its ups and downs. But you love repeating yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I like jokes. I like jokes. I know that have worked. <laughs> yeah, right on. I love it. I love it. No, I mean you're you're absolutely right. So what you're talking about is tapping into um, an energy of belief, a desire, and you're talking and you're talking about human emotions. And you know, whenever you're in the business that you're in. Essentially, or actually, any business. To your point, uh, you're you're working with how and how do you work with those persons that person's emotions, and how do you um, surface up a uh, that conjure up that that emotion at the mind decision, and how do you help shorten that cycle for whatever business you're you're going and applying it to. So, without get really getting into the details of the X's and O's of how all that works, people can connect with you to do that. So, how do, how do, so let's just say that how do people connect with you? I mean, you're you're for hire, but you're also really good at what it is that you do. You're going to be back in Austin, but you don't have to be working with a client in Austin. So how do people get in touch with you? I mean, vision drives decision. And I think it's a very powerful thing that we, you don't really know what you want. You can't look in the mirror and figure out what it is that you want. You, You only have true access to yourself through your friends and your enemies. So especially for friends of you and listeners of your audience, I would like to be able to give you all of my cool stuff that I've developed over the years, especially uh, coming from a military background, I call it my commander's intent. Uh, I got a whole bunch of book summaries and a, a masterclass on how to figure out what your vision, your true vision, specific goals that actually matter. So you're not climbing that this mediocre mountain. Uh, strategies for uh, increasing, growing your business. And the tactics that are timeless, not how do you place Facebook pixels properly on a website. Uh, I'm talking about timeless direct response tactics. Uh, and I'll, I will happily give it to you. Just, but you, I, I could just create this whole massive sales funnel and have you guys uh, retarget you all over the internet and follow you, but I would rather not do that. So if you are interested in that kind of stuff, send me an email, commander's intent to eric, E R I C, at ericbakey.com all right so for those of you who uh, who are listening right and you're, and you're paying attention this is where if you're driving uh if you're at a at a spot pull over for a second write it down eric e-r-i-c at e-r-i-c-b-a-k-e-y.com all right so eric and ericbakey.com so that's 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 pretty powerful one because um there was uh, i remember you and i we met uh and you had wrote or you drew this cartoon about Jocko and life at that extreme ownership muster in Austin. And, um, whenever you did, I was like, well, how do you do, how do you do that? I actually want to go back and review my notes just from looking at your notes. And then I actually threw away some of my notes. Cause I was like, I'm just going to use his notes. And so it was really interesting the way that you captured all of that. So that was, that falls into the category of cool stuff. So the fact that you would actually want to share some of that cool stuff, just from somebody who happened to download this free podcast um, is, is really pretty cool. So I appreciate you, you, you doing something like that. It's me. Did I lose you? No, I, I, good. I, uh, I'm happy to, it's been an honor to have people help me out and um, they probably shouldn't have because I was just a dumbass 
and they did. So uh, if you're smarter than me, you'll send me a, a note and I'll send you some cool stuff and you'll do something with it. And that's that. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So Eric, um, appreciate you taking some time, man. So we'll, we'll, we'll put a bow on this. What, um, what's some, what's one last thing that you want to, so we, we try to wrap every show with what's one last thing that you would tell yourself five years ago. Uh, we don't always set it up like that, but that's really what this, the whole point of this is. You could sit down and have a conversation with you five years ago. What's something that you would say to yourself? Hey, listen, you're about ready to do something. Don't do it. Or, you know, what, you're about ready to do something and you need to do more of it. Who do you want to be the hero to? Who you need to get outside yourself, find yourself a mission, and be the hero to that person. Whether it's, whether if you're 50 pounds overweight, you need to be the hero to you. You need to get yourself right. If you're broke, you need to get yourself right. But once you're doing okay, once you're not drowning, you need to find somebody else to, you need to get yourself a new mission and find out. Who do you want to spend time with and how can you help them? Because you can help somebody. That's the biggest trick to not feeling sorry for yourself is to help somebody else. Because you have gifts. You have unlimited potential to change the world. And if you don't use your gifts, you're a selfish son of a bitch. And uh, I don't have anything for you. But if you want help, I'm, I'm willing to help you. And I, I would challenge you to figure out who it is that you want to be the hero to and go serve those people. You're a leader, and there's no sense of feeling sorry for yourself. That doesn't work very well. And it doesn't last very long. And quite frankly, people just don't care. So it doesn't serve anybody other than you. And quite frankly, it's not serving you all that, all that good, especially if you play that victim card. <laughs> it's interesting. Somebody told me before I joined the military, they were like, hey, listen, when you go to boot camp, this is the advice they gave me. They said, when you go to boot camp, don't ever be the first, but don't ever be the last, right? They were essentially thinking that you needed to be middle of the road to make it easier through this process. Well, found that if you were first, what happens is things were hard for a little bit, and then you had to start paying the price for, for other folks. Uh, but you you also could turn back around and look and see if there was anybody that far behind you. So you, it changed your perspective. Yeah, you could run, but you could run at a pace that you were comfortable with, and uh, it would always stretch you. And then you can also turn around and help those other people who needed to speed up. But then he also said that when, once you're past the basic training and, you know, going through that process, two things will happen. You'll run into people who will take, uh, the easy road and you'll be able to, we call them shit bags. I mean, just dirt bags, just people who cut corners and work the system and, and they understand that they're smart enough to recognize the system, but they learn to, to leverage it for their, for themselves. And then there's another set of, of folks and it's literally just the two types of people. And the more and more, the more distance that I've created between myself and the military, what, what's happened was, is I, I realized it's just positive and negative. And it's just positive thoughts, negative thoughts, positive decisions, negative decisions, positive results, negative results. And it's really just that cut and white, just that black and white. And it's literally that the shades of gray is, is just the questions and the doubt that you were talking about, like, uh, um, the definitiveness, you know, if you, without that mission, without that definitiveness of purpose, you don't know how to measure whether you're going right or bad. You know, it's, it's going to take time. You're going to waste time. You're going to tread water and you're not going to be able to, it's not, you're not going to be able to definitively get to where it is that you want to go. If you haven't made up your mind where you're going to go. Does that make sense? I always ask myself, is this taking me closer to my goal? That's it. Twice, twice an hour. I ask myself that question. And if I'm, if it is not, I need to get right. There you have it. Have it. <laughs> Don't be beta. 
Eric Bakey, Duckland Podcast. Love it. So, all right. Anybody who has any questions, uh, you can you can find uh, us all over the place. We're on Instagram, Facebook, all the places that Eric told you not to be. That's where we are. Um, sure. that's what so, you can also get in touch with us, knuckleheadpodcast.com. Uh, Eric told you how to get in touch with him, eric at ericbakey.com. Uh, if you happen to be in the Austin area, uh, I do know that this man likes boots. So, find yourself a Cavenders in Austin around the March time frame. You may see Eric find a new pair. Is that right? That we're, we're spending a, a blonde bombshell around the white horse. We'll figure it out. <laughs> that, that, that may happen. Too. Well, um, I appreciate you, man. Uh, we'll be chatting with you soon. Those of you who, uh, who like Knucklehead Podcast, got a new episode every Tuesday. Uh, you can find us on Knucklehead over at Instagram, Knucklehead Promotions on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also check us out on YouTube. Uh, we got a couple videos up there, too. So if you like to curate material, you know, need some help, fall asleep, that's what we're there for. So we appreciate it. Eric? Thank you very much, buddy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.